We are at the finish line. Mazel tov to everybody today. Parak Yud Mishnah Zayin and Ches concludes Masechta Baba Basra, and beginning with Mishnah Zayin. Shnei Achad, you got two brothers. Achad Ani v'Achad Asher. One is rich and one is poor. V'Niyak Lenavian, their father died, left over Yerusha of a merchat, a bathhouse. Ubeis Habad an olive press where they crush the olives and make it into oil. So Asan Lashar, if their father was using the merchat and the beis Habad by renting it out to others and collecting rent, then Ashar Emta now. The rent goes to the two brothers, and the Ani can force the Ashir to continue renting it out to others and divide the rent between them, like their father was doing until then. However, Hassan La'asman, if the father was using the Beis HaMerchatz and the Beis Abad just for the family, he wasn't renting it out, then the Hariya Ashir, Omer La'ani, the Ashir can tell the Ani, Go take some servants and bathe in the bathhouse. Go take some olives, and press them in the olive press. Meaning, the usher tells the Ani, you can't go ahead now and rent it out, and you know take that rent and divide it between the two of us. Rather, you have to use it the same way that our father used it. And comes out, the Ani is exactly going to lose is, is going to lose out because of his poverty. Why? He can't force his brother to rent it out. And even though the lacha is that something which is ain by din chalukah cannot be divided, technically one partner can tell the other, sell me your portion or I'll sell you my portion. They can enforce it. But here the lacha is different. Why? Because the ani can't say, sell me your portion because he has no money to buy it. He has no money. So he'll be forced to use it as a family item and he won't be able to uh, rent it out and divide the rent between themselves. Shnayim Shaybirachas, you have two people in the same city. Shim Akhar Yosef Ben Shimon, Shim Akhar Yosef Ben Shimon. Both people have the same exact name, Yosef Ben Shimon. Ain Yechoyin Lahoitzi Shtarchayv Zealzat. They cannot take out a Shtarchayv one on the other, meaning they can't lend to each other and start claiming that each, each you know, that you owe me money, right? Yosef, one Yosef Ben Shimon can't go to the other Yosef Ben Shimon and say that you owe me money. Because each one will taina that, you know, hey, this Shtar, Shtar Zeb Yadi, this Shtar was in my hands. That I lent you money. And then after, after you paid me up, I returned it to you. And now you're claiming that I owe you the, that I owe you the money. And this could go on indefinitely. They could each be claiming each one owes them the money. Uh, and you don't, you'll never know, you know, who's the right one. So therefore, they can't be lending money, uh, to each other. And if they do, they certainly can't be collecting it because you'll never know who's correct. Nor could anybody else in the city lend them money. Why? Because each one can tie now. You know, hey, I don't owe you the money. It was the other Yosef Ben Shimon that borrowed money from you. Who should love him? He owes you the money. So therefore, don't lend to them money either. What happens? Someone borrowed money. Mishne Yosef Benjamin from two of these Yosef Benjamins, he borrowed from them. That's the line of he gave them Shtaros, stating the loan. The Nimza Biyadi Bidehalaivan, the borrower finds a receipt that says that it was paid up, that one of them was paid up. Shashtash Yosef Benjamin Peru, he says that one of them was paid up, but he doesn't know which one was paid up. Shtarosh Shneyan Peruin. So both of these Shtaros are deemed paid up. And the two Yosef Benjamins cannot come and collect from him. Because when they come, I'll say, look, I've got a receipt that says I paid it up. Maybe it was you. Maybe it was you. You can't prove that I, that I, that I, owe, you, that I owe any of you money. And therefore, he'd be exempt from paying up uh, both. 
meaning one's of course paid, but the other one he'd be exempt. So Kate says Yasu. So what do you do to avoid the all these mix-ups? Yishalishu. What you do is, is you write three generations. Yosef ben Shimon ben Yaakov. If their three generations were the same, make a simon. Right? Yosef ben Shimon is a tall guy. Yosef ben Shimon the dark guy. If their if their simanim are exactly the same, coin. Right? You know this one's a coin. Uh, the Gemara says Shemayu. If they're both kohanim, write the Daravi, a fourth generation. Yosef ben Shimon ben Yaakov ben Yitzchak to avoid these confusions. Ha'imel of night. One tells his son. Yeah, he says that he's dying. He tells his son, Shtar ben Shtarosai Perua. I've got a Shtarchov, I've got a debt. Shtarchov Echad. Shanimns a ben Shtarosai that are found amongst my documents. One of them is paid up. Ben Yudhiyazu, but I don't know which one is paid up. Valovahem Nini, you know, the bar where he trusted me. He never returned his Shtar. Venenu wrote to Lahanesh, you know, and I have this receipt. I don't know, you know, who it belongs to. So Shtaros Kulan Peru and says the Mishnah, all of them are going to be deemed paid up. Because each borrower can come forward and say, oh, that one document, that one receipt that your father had, it was mine. And each, each borrower says, no, it was mine. It was mine, it was mine, it was mine. The son now cannot prove, you know, which one it belonged to, and therefore he can't collect from any of them. And now all of them, all of them are going to be deemed paid up. So the father had lent out, you know, 10 loans. There was only one receipt there. He doesn't know uh, which receipt it was, it was from. All 10 loans that will be deemed paid up. Because you can't prove which borrower owes you the money. So what happens if there were two shteros on one borrower? He took out two loans. Uh, and now you have this receipt, but you don't know which loan it was for. So we'll look at the bigger document, the bigger loan. That won't be the paid up one. And the small one, the smaller amount, will not be deemed paid up. Because we only know that one was paid up. We don't know that both were paid up. And there were only two loans to the same person. So there you can, you can collect the smaller loan. One who lends to his friend through a guarantor. accepts a to the loan. He's guaranteeing it. Do not collect the payment from the guarantor. First, bring the borrower to court and have Bezdin force him to pay. And if the borrower cannot pay, then go to the guarantor and collect money from him. If the mal of the lender says, I'm making this loan on condition that I can collect money from whoever I want. The borrower or the guarantor. Then, of course, he permitted, or if you can go to the guarantor first. He's permitted to collect from the guarantor first. And you don't, you don't have to go and bring, bring the, the loyva to, to base it. Because he made it tonight. And Digmar explains. Shekan Yesh Lahaysef, you should add to the mission the words, Bamed one of these words said, when the borrower has no Nechasim. If the borrower does have nechasim, then don't go to the arivit first. And a kablan, a kablan is the one who says, you know, give him the loan and I'll pay for it. That's a kablan. So a kablan, even though the loyva has nechasim, loyva has assets, you can still go ahead and collect from the kablan. 
If this leva has nechasim, so whether Benju Arif is done whether he's a regular Arif, whether he's a Kablan, don't collect payment from the Arif, rather collect from the nechasim of the Lova. But the Lacha does not follow like Yashim Begumil. One who accepts upon himself to be an Arif, a guarantor, to pay for the money in the Aksuba of a woman that the husband writes to her. If the husband has no money to pay. So, and then the husband divorces her. He's got no money. Now this Arif would have to pay for the Aksuba. So it says of Shemagamil, Yadi Rena Hana. This woman has to make a promise now a neder not to have a na from her ex-husband. The Arv will only pay the, the ksuba only when she makes this neder not to have a na from her husband, from her ex-husband. Why? In order that her ex-husband does not, does not go out and remarry her because we're, we're concerned Shema Yasu because maybe this couple are making a kanunya. They're, they're conniving something up. That what? Al-Nechasim they'll take the nechasm of this Arif. You know, the husband's going to divorce his wife. Husband will say, I've got no money. The Arif is going to come forward and pay for the ksuba. The woman's going to get, get the ksuba. And then they'll go in and get remarried. And they're back married and they collected all this money from the ksuba from this Arif. It's total fraud. So because of this concern, Rav Shemuel Gamil says that, if, that the, the Arif does not pay even though the husband's got no money. Until the wife makes a nether that she's not going to re, not going to any, not going to any, hana, any benefit from her ex-husband. Comes out, going to Shimon Meal, who's worried for this guarantor of the ksuba, that we don't want to lose money. Just like he was worried about the Arav in the previous case of the Balchov, where he said, first go to the Lova, and then only afterwards you go to the Arav, you go to the guarantor. And the Mark explains that Arav Stam, truth is of a ksuba, ain't a if we should learn Skavin Elas Mitzvah on Aksuba, all he wants to do is a mitzvah. He wants to help out. But really, in his das, he doesn't even want to pay for the Arvis, and therefore, an Arvin Aksuba would not even be paying anything, according to this. Uh, however, if it's a father for his son, then yes, he could be uh, an Arv for the Aksuba. Uh, and if it's an Arv Kabbalan for Aksuba, you know, for example, he says, go ahead and get married, and I'll just pay for the Aksuba. So there, there's Machlokas in the Gemara, whether he'd be a real Arev or not. Uh, the Rambam says that he would be an Arev. Um, and Mikan, from here, Rabbi Shungal is speaking in our case of a father who was the guarantor for the Ksuba of his son, where Hitaka would be an Arev, uh, or an Arev Kablan, where there's a Machlokas, we said, whether he'd have to pay for it or not, but according to the Rambam, he would be, he would have to come forward and pay.